Yep. He's better that way. But anyway, but like in terms of how they started, the only thing I can think of is like an intangible, like Brady's kind of, he's psychotic in how much of a, how like a competitor he is, right? He's got like, yep. like that Kobe and like Michael Jordan type of thinking. That black right? Mamba. Right. Like imagine. Mamba mentality is what it's called. Alex Smith it was put into the Patriots system. They probably yep. won more than six Super Bowls. <laughs> and, and I'll just say it right here. I'll say it right here, right now. The Browns will win the Super Bowl in three years. Within three years, the Browns will win the Super Bowl. I think that makes sense, though, because the world's ending in two years. So, <laughs> George, that's it. Over. That, that's how we start the pod, right there. Right there. With my prediction. Well, welcome everyone uh, to another episode of the Under the Mango Leaves podcast. Uh, my name is George. Uh, today we're going to be reviewing Moon Knights episode three, the friendly type in our first segment. And in our second segment, we're going to do something a little unusual, a little new. We're going to do the NBA playoff preview. Uh, so woo! some great woo! analysis coming. Some, uh, some serious sports, some serious sports talk uh, from the experts here, uh, here from California, Hawaii, and Idaho. Uh, so I'm joined, as always, by uh, my, my two good friends. So let's start with uh, Keola. How's Hawaii going, man? How's your day? 82 and sunny over here, man. It's it's gorgeous. I'm going to try and get in the water in a little bit, actually. It's oh, uh, a little Friday. It's not fair. It's not fair. I can't complain. <laughs> I can't complain living in California. It's really not too far off, but the water is not nearly as nice in Los Angeles. So, uh, But Keith... You know, as, uh, I heard you had some snow this week. How's are the potatoes? Man, in it is. It. I think the potatoes are dying because it was <laughs> snow on the ground, thirty degrees, like last couple of days. High of forty. Right now it's forty-eight degrees, and it's just a high of forty. Kyla, oh my god! It's a, a high of forty-five today. And Celsius or Fahrenheit? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it absolutely All does. Right. 45 at when, Celsius would be like when boiling. I'm staring at my Aloha shirts and I can't wear them and I still have to wear my freaking sweaters, my beanie hat. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> it just looks like okay. a Tom drunk if you put on a uh, an Aloha <laughs> shirt in 40 degree weather. Hey, I think I'm there tonight for date night. I think I'm there. Hey, well you uh, you definitely came prepared for the cold, right? You got the beard, you got the champagne, like you're warm inside and out. Oh, I'm definitely warm on the inside, George. <laughs> definitely. Sounds good. Uh, well, let's let's jump into Moon Knight episode three. Uh, I think this thing is really heating up, man. Uh, once again, I'd like to point out that our predictions were incorrect. Although I say mine was Ooh. not too far off the mark. Um, no, no pun intended. That was bad. But we didn't have many of the flashbacks, <laughs> right? Or not even really any. We did obviously get some backstory. But I said really we were going to start pushing it forward and doing some kind of Indiana Jones type stuff, which. You know, there's maybe a little bit of a mixed bag there, even though we were in the uh, Pyramid of Giza, right? Uh, so let's just start with some, some initial thoughts. It was a, a very, obviously, each episode has been different from the last, but uh, let's go with Keith, man. Uh, what'd you think? Man, I actually thought this was the most action-packed, most thrilling, and most engaging episode of Moon Knight so far. Um, I felt like how they delved deep right into the Egyptian mythology, like you just said, the Pyramid of Giza and all the Egyptian gods. I absolutely love that. I thought that was really great how we see the different avatars. 
And I like how they just made Layla more, even more interesting as a character. And when they mentioned her father, that that if you guys didn't catch that about how he got killed, and mm. when they put the cop car, you know what happened? Yeah, dude. I, so yeah, I mean, it started with Layla, right? Which is really it cool. To, and and her, I guess, old family friend, right? The the woman knew her father as well. So yeah, I thought that was a, a really interesting start to the show because it's clearly setting it up for her playing a bigger part, which I'm super down for. Exactly. I'd love to, to hear I, more about her backstory. I really love the part. I think the best best part of the whole entire episode was when they were trying to figure out the puzzle by the car and then Steven turned into uh, Mark turned into Steven and he did it mm-hmm. so flawlessly. I, yeah. Oscar Isaacs. And that was just that was I'm not an actor, but that was just that that was flawless. That was great how we just turned into two different characters in a, in a dime. Yeah, the the development I think has been is not only just been good, but it really makes sense, right? You're turning yep. someone who we thought was useless into someone who like literally is quintessential to the mission, which is so cool. Uh, and I thought it was done in a way that made perfect sense, right? We, he's been studying this for years, and now he's useful. Um, Kiola, first take, man. What do you got? You're welcome. By the way, that was my take. <laughs> that was my prediction that that's why Steven is he's going to be critical to the mission. Oh. And George, you were also on the mark in terms of uh, what you were saying, that we would see the other side. We didn't see the same scene and see Mark coming in and out, but we did see that happen, right? Where he's, where Steven is taking control and it's like the, the flashes and then, oh, wait, and we're picking up where uh, Steven uh, gives control back to Mark. Oh, Roosters. Um, Roosters, Kayla. Got to take a drink. <laughs> I heard him. Oh, cheers, twice now. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. Roosters, got to take a drink. New rule. Um, Everybody out there, take a drink too, wherever you are. I summon the gods. You summon the worm. I thought oh. that was hilarious. Man, I mean, but coach you was the with theme, the burns. Right? Yeah, yeah, all the one-liners. Uh, I summon the the gods. You summon the worm. Um, and you see that change at the end where Konshu is talking to Steven. Mm-hmm. Right? He's not. It's he's like cut, cutting all the bullshit out, and he he's straight up with him. He's like, tell Mark to free me. Oh yeah, right? he's like Stephen. Tell Mark to free me. There was no, there's no, uh, you know, backhanded what, any kind of comments, whatever. It was like not mm-hmm. like I need you to get Mark to free me when this is all like done. Um, oh, I drink. loved oh, it. It was oh, very different. Cheers. Now we're and, we can't yeah, do it every time. Wasted, but... Keith, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're antsy out there right now. But yeah, I loved it. Oof. I think uh, I'm excited because we're only halfway through. We got three more episodes. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, and that's kind of shocking, right? Like, I feel like we're really just starting to get into it, and we're halfway done, which, I mean, a lot of the Marvel shows have done this, but the unfortunate part about that is, like, they've a lot, a couple more, I wouldn't say a lot of them, but a couple of them have kind of not stuck the landing. So, you know, that's always kind of a concern when we've got so much that's being put into, you know, just a six-episode series. Um, but, yeah, no, personally, I, I really, I agree absolutely with, with both of you. I like the, the Layla development. I like the Konchu development. Um, I thought the, the fight scenes were very cool. I loved the action going on fight scenes were great. in Egypt. Um, one of the things I wanted to point out is I thought the music was epic. Uh, yep. In that first fight scene with Mark and the, the knife-wielding guys that know about, I guess, worshippers of Amit, I thought that that music was so cool. It was... Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how to... I don't know what type of music. It's almost... Uh, oh, man, what's it called? Uh, you know, Deadpool loves this type of music. <laughs> Come on, you guys, help me out here. What's <laughs> is the, it, uh, it Egypt? Egyptian? There no, I mean, it, it is. It, it, they're Egyptian artists, for sure. Um, dubstep. Yeah, it was, it's almost like dubstep. Sorry, that's what I was yeah, looking for. Yeah, it was like a techno. Dubstep. 
almost yeah so very electronic uh, which i just thought sounded really cool mixed in with some of the more traditional uh you know classical vibes that they've been using especially throughout the when the theme. marvel logo actually came out and they actually had the different music of that yes. of, of the different culture music i thought that mm-hmm. was great I, I was like and if you guys notice each episode at the end credits the moon is getting fuller did you guys notice I did that? not I did not did notice not, that. no so go really? back to I, the first episode and watch. It, it's it, it's a little. It's a thumbnail moon, and then it keeps getting bigger. Well, uh, I, I did notice in some of the sequences, for example, in, in this, I think it was the second episode where uh, Moon Knight fully comes out as being chased by the jackal. Where each mm-hmm. each progressing scene, the moon gets bigger and bigger and bigger until the end. It's like absolutely huge, right? So I, I think that, that is that is a theme that's running through it, uh, just to show you kind of maybe if it's connected to his power or him just being you know, a bigger character or his personality being the more dominant figure than Stevens. So, you know, there, there's so much going on. I think little things in the background, you know, that, you know, you can talk about it like forever. Um, but right. Great episode. Uh, I think we all really enjoyed um, the getting a deeper backstory. So I, I wanted to kind of start with uh, what do you guys feel about us jumping into the, the Ennead, right? All of the, these gods. So I really didn't think we were going to get all the other avatars. I thought, okay, we got one, we got Moon Knight, we got Konshu, and then boom, all of a sudden we get like the seven other ones almost. When, Why when did we, we only have seven? Scene? You noticed that there were five present, and then there was uh, Amit also, yep. right? And then uh, Konshu. So Amit is vanished, seven. and then one, uh, so Konshu's father was the other one that was missing. And then who's I, the other one? So what, the one that was banished. No, no, those are the two. So we got the okay. seven, and then Amit yep. is eight, and then Konshu's father, I forget his name, in the Ennead. I guess they kind of touch on that as at well. the end too, right? When uh, when the Arthur Harrow, Harrow character and the uh, the other avatar, I forget his, I don't even know if his name is ever mentioned, but uh, when they're talking. Uh, oh, about... so that's Osiris's avatar. Osiris. He's kind avatar. of, he was kind of been the, the leader of that particular group. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know his name. And he mentioned the that name. The, there were others, right? Just like others had been uh, turned to stone or whatever, or banished before. So I guess so what, now there's four that well, are so... locked up. But he didn't. He didn't specify what was locked in there. It, it could have mm-hmm. been gods, but it also could have been just like people, or could have been powerful figures. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess they're they're magic. We don't really know what it can do, or their powers rather. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's really magic or some type of otherworldly technology. Um, but what did you guys think about that kind of introduction of all these other gods? I was actually really surprised that we got it so quickly. Like I didn't think we'd open up that pantheon so immediately. I really thought they would kind of slowly give us the other avatars, if at all. And instead of getting just like one, for example, we got like another eight. We um, got everybody. Yeah. So Keith, what did you? I mean, what was your take on that scene, man? I thought it was crazy. I thought it was really good. I mean, I, I, I it kind of felt like rushed, like you said. I didn't think we were getting everybody, but they did pull an in internals when they said that we don't meddle in in the affairs of humans. Right. So it's kind of it's kind of like that thing, like okay, so they're still sticking to that where they're like, this is why the Avengers did what they did. We don't. We're here to observe. Stuff. Here to yeah. observe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it because it, it kind of just like puts everything in perspective. Like this is why the Avengers had to do what they had to do. None, no, nobody else interfered. I like that. Yeah, it keeps the it keeps the canon uh, there. That's it. right. It, it makes it makes sense, right? It doesn't diverge from it. Like, well, where was Moon Knight, or where were all these other avatars? It right. doesn't muddle everything all together. You're like guessing. It's like okay, I get it mm-hmm. now. That, I love that. I love how Marvel keeps doing that. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it keeps the, the story consistent. And that's what we like about yes. them is we've got this giant story and it seems like relatively consistent. It's oh. just consistent all the time. We got Kale is, he's bouncing. Oh, he's back. 
All right. Oh, oh. You here, buddy? I think he was yeah, checking on his chickens. No, I was checking on the internet. I, I, like, oh. it was kind of weird. I had internet unstable for a second there, probably because the chickens rocked the uh, the connectivity. Well, jumping on the, the pineapples <laughs> and you have to shake the pineapple really hard to get internet back. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then the, adjust the coconuts. Um, <laughs> what do you think, man? Enough of these guys, man. Oh, I, I was not impressed. I was not impressed. Already, they had, you know, they, we're we're supposed to have like, oh, we're we're respecting you because this is so awesome. You guys are gods, man. Arthur Harrow just pulled the wool over their eyes so easily. He did. He I, that what? bothered like, me. That bothered me. Yeah, me too. I was sitting there like, why is everybody just trusting this bitch? Yeah, dude walks around with glass. You can hear the glass. He looks like someone you want to punch in the face. Why is everyone just believing everything he's saying? Right, just trusting him. And so yeah. that's why we, we see the gods, and I'm just like, ah, get out of here. Overrated. Yeah. And while I, we're at it, enough of Arthur Harrow. Get out of here, man. Somebody just punch <laughs> him in the face already. Well, maybe all the other gods are with <laughs> Arthur Harrow, and they want to resurrect Amit. No. That's what I'm So thinking. all the other gods are just into hating Konchu. They can I give a shit about Harrow. Yeah, really. they don't care. All he does is stroke Konshu. their fears. Yeah, about mm-hmm. about he, he literally talks as little about himself as possible and just says, "Oh, if if being in the desert's a crime, it's like, bro, get out of here." That is such a ridiculous defense. Like, come on! Like he he immediately de- deflects to, "Oh, this man's unwell. He's uh, you know, that guy. He's sick." And then of course, Contra has to be like, "I'm not on trial here," or like Mark, right? Mm-hmm. And say, "I'm not on trial." So yeah, man. Honestly, that whole thing was like really like frustrating because yep. all of a sudden you're getting these like gods. You think like, oh crazy like gods and you're like oh no you just all suck. you guys are all bitches oh okay yeah. Yeah. well and the irony <laughs> the, the the absolute irony of them not being able to convict him because he hasn't committed a crime yet right right because that's what amit's all about right intention digging it out from the root and because he hasn't done anything yet he can't be convicted of a crime he's <laughs> yeah. innocent right he hasn't he, they literally say that he has committed no crime and yeah. i'm sitting there like he has every intention of doing all this shit, mm-hmm. but because he hasn't done it. No, no, yet. no, not, not intention. He's literally doing he's it. Doing, he's in the he, process he's of doing, doing this shit. All, yes. all you had to say was, okay, you're in the desert. Cool. Where? <laughs> what, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, two questions. Where are you? What are you doing? Oh, like I, everybody know, I, just hangs out in the desert. Like which club were you at in the desert? Yeah. I Hanging just, out where? Which, uh, which corner? So, <laughs> I was in a Baba Ali. A Baba Ali. <laughs> I just Hanging yeah, dude, Aladdin. Come on, anybody? Aladdin yes, joke? Yes. Come on, Hanging pulling it off. Prince Prince Ali. No, we, we got it. Yeah, yeah, we're in the desert. Abu boo. Okay. Yeah. Abu. 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 So yeah, that I thought that was a crazy exchange. Harold, you know, as as convincing as he is as a, a cult leader, um, a, a a full believer in his, you know, bringing back Amit, that should only work on humans, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, and it really bothered me. And at the same time, Mark could have defended himself a little bit better. And like, I get it. Like, Country's taking advantage of him, but he literally could have just said, uh, bro, but this guy's literally digging for Amit. Go check where he is. Look at what he and his followers are doing. I, I literally said what he needed to say in five seconds. So, Akila? Yeah. Well, Konshu says, if we're going to summon the gods, our defense or, or our case will have to be impeccable. Right. And then they had shit. it was a garbage perfect case we have to have all our facts and then they had zero negative five case and then so what we're going to do is we're not going to (laughs) prepare and i'm going to throw you into the pyramid of giza with eight other avatars you didn't know existed and then i'm going to embody you 
so that you're yelling to these people while your mind is literally breaking from the circumstances. That's it the plan. It was literally like the OJ trial all over again. It was just, the glove does not fit. <sighs> Do not yeah. tell me the glove does not fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, that was not good console. Uh, it, it didn't. It didn't work out for a. Uh, if the, it was intentional, there. it worked well because I was frustrated. I, I'm sitting there, and I just want to kick somebody in the face. Well, I think like, this is just showing here? us what that are the, we doing here? The, the gods are like mortal. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like they really just seem like anybody else with like powers. It could be. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and their hate of culture in general, them, right? Yeah, they're hmm. humanizing them. They have these abilities. They have these powers, but they're they're not capital G gods. Right, small no, G, geez. small G, yeah, small yeah. G, exactly. They are what they uh, what they are called. What they call haters, is that correct? <laughs> haters, uh, just a little jaded. I think uh, you know they said we've not abandoned humanity; they abandoned us, right? No, they, so they're they kind of they're washing their hands of it. Um, but why they they give the time of day to Arthur Harrow, but they're just like crapping all over Mark Spector's. You know, who who knows? But uh, speaking of the gods, there was something I did want to touch on, dude. The, the one god that seemed to kind of empathize, or maybe the Avatar just empathized with Mark, uh, her name is Yatzil. I, I can probably not pronounce that mm. right. It's Y-A-T-Z-I-L. And she's the Avatar of Hathor, who was the goddess of music and love, right? So she kind of, you could see the empathy in her eyes. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was the god or if it was the woman, but, you know, can we trust her? She, she helped him out, obviously, further the plot. But is she actually trying to help Mark and Konshu well, George- because of that previous relationship? or? With a face what? like that, she can, she can, I'll trust her for anything. My bank account, my social security <laughs> number, anything. She's hot. We can trust her. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yes. She's beautiful and she's a goddess. So yeah, this is why we here. lost, this is why we lost the trial, Keith. This, this is why the trial went to hell. This is the preparation we did. Uh, and Kale, this is why I'm $30,000 in credit card debt because I trust a beautiful face. Kale, like man. The, t- the Tinder swindler, man. Oh, the Tinder swindler. Oh, I love that. I I think we can. I think she's asking all the wrong questions, but she's at least trying to help him out in the case. Like she's trying to, because everybody else has already made their, uh, come to their conclusions and she's kind of like, well, well, maybe this, maybe that. So mm-hmm. I think she is trying to, I think um, she is the only empathetic one mm. in the group. Um, and hopefully that will tie in, you know, later on, maybe that'll be a backdoor into uh, resolving, you know, the plot at the end in episode six or something like that. So I think yeah. I, I do think it's genuine. I don't think she's trying to uh, screw him over or anything like that. I, I agree, and, and I do think partially it's because you know if she had a relationship with Konchi, at least her, you know, her or her god, right, Hathor. If Hathor did have a relationship with Konchu, that would kind of lead you to believe that maybe she kind of understands him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she knows, like, yeah, he's crazy, he's garish, whatever they said. You know, but at the same time, maybe he is really trying to do the right thing and no one is just listening yep. to him. Or maybe right? Layla and uh, Mark's relationship is a reflection of their past relationship, right? Like they had oh. this thing and all of a sudden Konshu's gone, he's banished and never hits her up. Right? So, she's, so they were... Uh, oh, yeah. Some parallels there. Thing. Some yeah, parallels. Some, so they uh, were knocking turbans. They were knocking turbans a long time ago. <laughs> oh, Dude. But yeah, maybe... We're doing the high five. <laughs> maybe Konshu was trying to protect like Hathor. I mean, who knows, right? We don't know. We don't know a lot of their relationship in, in this mm-hmm. TV show. We, we do know that in, in Egyptian mythology, right, they, they did have a relationship. So it was, was kind of cool to bring that in. But all right. So, like, um, moving along here, it's a, obviously one of the biggest things that happened in this episode or, like, two of the biggest things were Konshu kind of flexing, 
right? First, yep. he he does the eclipse, and then secondly, he changes the night sky. So here's my question for you guys. So, I mean, it's cool that we get to see a god kind of show that kind of power, but is this localized? Or So that's the question, right? Is, mm-hmm. is the whole world seeing this? Are we really going back in time? I don't think so. But how how is it manifesting? You know, what do we think? Do we think, like, just kind of Egypt was able to see that kind of eclipse? Um, do we think there's actually... Country being able to move the moon in front of the sun, which is how that happens, or is it just like an illusion? I'm just I'm curious what you guys think, kind of the extent of his power, because I really think that we can do he can do all these things as a a kind of image. It's showing it's showing them, but it's not it's not really real. He's not really going back, you know, to you know the year two two thousand BC or whatever. We're not actually going back in time. It's just he's able to to block out the sun with his own powers by not moving the moon necessarily just being able to cover this. I don't know. It's there's a lot going on there, but um, I just wanted to hear your take on it because he, his powers, if you could actually do those kind of things are next level, right? We're talking about like God, yeah. like he's totally up there with like Thanos and like the infinity gauntlet. So Kaola, man, what do you think? Um, it, it's, I don't know where to take it because you're right. The, 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 actual ramifications of him manipulating the sky or the earth relative to the sky would sure. be huge oh, so right good. yeah the, so i don't think it's real i think it's more imaging but then you look at the gods and you're just like well then what's the big deal guys like why are we making a big deal out of like a couple million people seeing this stuff right because then it's very localized and well but i i do think it's not i think it's just imaging it's not it, he's showing it it's not actually physically happening so so Gil, to, to that point i would say why do they care if it's just kind of like an illusion no that's i would what say I'm asking. yeah well so i think it's specifically because the first reason that country was banished is because he almost outed them uh, so okay. them showing so him showing this power right being that kind of flamboyant with it and just saying oh look how look what i can do is potentially exposing the other gods and they're like we don't want that we don't want that. So it's not that, you know, he's all powerful. It's that he's exposing the other gods to uh, the rest of humanity. And they, they don't want that um, magnifying glass on them. Right. That, that's my take on it. And I think they led up to that by saying that's why we banned you in the first place or banished you rather. Right. True. Like he's more involved on the day to day. Like you yeah, have well, the yeah. Moon Knight character coming out. That's probably something that happened in the past. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, is Keith, what do you think? I it was kind of how like what I said the last episode. I think the whole world saw this. So now this is I think other people are starting to notice. So this is how Moon Knight gets recruited or gets looked at by the other Avengers or other big Ooh, entities. Like I like I that. Because I think everybody saw this and people are like, oh shit, what's going on in Egypt? And then that's how Blade's going to uh, find him at the end. Like ah, so good imaging, not physically actually happening, but the entire planet. But, but, but there's a radar on him now, and somebody's going to start putting the pieces together from things that we don't see. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Th- see? So it's all coming together. Steak dinner for me, guys. Steak dinner. Dr. Strange <laughs> is coming in with his, you know, with his fingers. Not Wong, because Wong's going to be dead. <laughs> I really hope Still that. Still think that. Happen. Me no, either, I, I, but- I agree with you. But yeah, no, so I, I, I agree with that. I, I think that that is definitely like a lead in, but I guess we're all kind of, the consensus is that he didn't actually like turn back time. He's not that kind of, you know. Yeah, he turned back the sky. He just turned back the sky. But how about how, Moon Or how we see the sky. The, how about Moon Knight having some of those powers though? Yeah. No, so it's not just that he has the healing suit. So we, he 
Konshu drops that in, right? Like, see how good you would do without the healing suit. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's not just the suit. It's not just that Mark has the skills. It, he actually ha- can tap into Konshu's powers, right? Because he needs his help to actually right. turn back the night sky. So I think that'll be interesting to see if we explore that, you know, in the next three episodes or if that's just teeing it up for later when he comes into the MCU and we see him on the big screen kind of a thing, um, that he has powers. So it's not just uh, the physical stuff. Yeah, that, that's yep. a good question. Like how, how deep does that power set go, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, right now, uh, I think the most recent episode showed us a little bit of enhanced speed. So we saw the strength before, right? Uh, we know he could jump, right? He, we saw the accuracy with like, the, so the, the healing factor. So that's an interesting thing, right? Yes. So number one, uh, the first thing we see when he goes to uh, Anton Mogart, right? So Ooh, in the comics, Midnight, Midnight, Man. Midnight, Midnight Man, right? That's where Layla says, okay, you know, we need to talk to him because uh, he has the tomb that we need to get the, the map off of, et cetera. So when he, when Mark Spector, Moon Knight fights all of these guys, like, so his cape is bulletproof. That's new. Mm-hmm. right um but it seems like his physical body definitely isn't so he's he's taking the hits he just heals like wolverine afterwards yep, right yep. so that was an interesting twist that i thought um well i also thought it was cool that his cape absorbed the bullets and shot them back he shot like, them back bro. that was amazing. i love that that was like he knew what he was doing he, he's done this and before. when he and, and when he jumped with his cape and he made the moon sign just oh, like yeah. in the comics i was like i was so like i, I, I squealed like a little kid yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so Steven. my next question. Oh, go ahead. Take take the body. Take the body. Take the body. <laughs> yeah, so so let's talk chill about that F fight, out. man. We chill the F out. Time out. I I I died. That that was so that, that was that was I that, so that was yeah, I love that right sequence. The, the, I thought that sequence was fantastic. Uh I kind of love the fact that we just had instead of guns, or not instead of, but in addition to guns, we also had like these giant spears. Spears, right? Mm-hmm. Just impaling so him. It just nonstop, right? I, I thought that was a really cool sequence. Um, and, and I do have some, some questions about it that I want to pose to you guys. But so what, what did you think about that whole like fight scene that had Moon Knight and Mr. Knight, you know, kind of taking out? Let's start, Keith. Like, how, how did you feel about that fight? Uh, first, uh, man, rest in peace to Gaspard UL. Oh, yeah. Midnight Man. Yeah. I was really, really sad because Midnight Man is a really, really good villain. He's a thief, martial artist. He's like the antagonist of Moon Knight. Really wish the guy didn't uh, didn't pass away because we'd love to see him more often. But post credit scene, uh, episode six, he's back. Yep, man, I thought it was great. The fight scenes are amazing. We get to see. I I think they were showing us the full effects of what he can do with the suit, the, his full array of powers, so to speak. We get to see the whole kit and caboodle of everything. Loved it. Great. You know, Kiela, I, so what do you think? That's a good take. I don't think we're quite there. That's what I'm going to put in before we go to kill. But I don't oh, think we're, okay. we're getting shown all his powers yet. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. think we're even close to there. I think well, he's going to go nuts well, with it later. Well, who was the third? Well, because um, when, when he kept going through the uh, the oh, hold on, Keith. Like, we'll get there. We'll get there. I don't want to talk okay, about that okay, yet. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Let's save whoa, that a little nope. bit. I know where you're going. I was trying to put the full eight inches in. I, I'll pull it back. Hold on. Just the just tip. tip. Just the tip. Just for a second. Just to see how it feels. Sorry. Kill Um. I like your comparison to Wolverine, right? So, so he's not Wolverine himself, but with the suit. So he's taking these hits, feeling the pain. Obviously, you can hear it in his voice. You can see it. He's yeah. just muscling through it and then can heal instantaneously what it seems like because he, he mm-hmm. gets up and it's gone. You don't see blood anywhere. It's just it's disappeared. Um, I, my take on it is that Stephen and Mark 
are figuring each other out. They're trying to come to terms with their relationship. And eventually, I think Konshu, and this is down the road, Konshu is going to get kind of uh, squeezed out of the dynamic. And it's going to be Mark, Steven, and whoever else the personalities are. And it's just going to be that that character will become the Moon Knight hero. And you'll mm. see less Konshu. Um, but you're seeing them work through it, right? Uh, Steven, sometimes I guess he can take over the body. I, I'm still confused about that. Sometimes he can take it over. Like he's mm-hmm. he's forcing himself uh, into the control seat. And other times he can't. Like Mark has to relinquish control. So I'm kind of curious mm-hmm. about that. Uh, but yeah, that part was hilarious when he just, he takes over because he's tired of seeing Mark uh, beat everybody up. Because this is where we see Mark in the suit going ham. Yeah, right. And it's Steven sitting there like, clutching his pearls and he's like no no chill the f out everyone chill the f out boom yeah caught me off guard i i yelped in my seat because i was just like what like he because he gets oh, impaled, impaled again and he's like yeah. okay take the body take the body i, I was dying like, oh you mean yeah mr knight when he was <laughs> trying to mr. Knight, be yes. the conciliator he's and like, then all of a sudden he's just getting chill the f out yeah. let's talk it out and then he's just getting wrecked and he's just like i can't handle this get out of here like yeah, he he yeah. acknowledges that this is not where he needs to exist not his wheelhouse 100% mark you and I thought that was interesting right he he voluntarily gave up the body like the control of the body mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. mark in that moment it wasn't mm-hmm. like there wasn't mark asking for it or whatever he had forced himself in and he's like no 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 you know what like I need mark right now yeah and you yes. see that more and yep. more I need Steven I need mark and I think they're gonna come to terms uh you know with themselves essentially it's gonna be like a um uh, lethal weapon, Riggs and Murtaugh. <laughs> I I don't get this right. We don't talk about we don't talk about Mel Gibson anymore. Oh, why don't we talk about? This. I'm too old for this <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, so so hold on. So I I think that's an interesting point, Killa. Right. So for the first time, maybe the first time we get both of them voluntarily giving up the body, right, mm-hmm. to the other one because they know that they need their help. They're useful. They they will help. You know push this quest forward so that they can complete this this stupid thing um and, and i think that's that's really cool that now we've got some kind of cooperation between the two right mm-hmm. but okay so now that we've been talking about the cooperation between the two then of course now we have to talk about you know the elephant in the room which was the two of them kind of being like well i didn't do this did you do it like no i didn't do it did you do it mm-hmm. when they, they killed well, yeah, them when both of them blacked out right so uh. obviously obviously we are being led to believe there is a third personality Mm-hmm. A third identity that apparently doesn't have any issues with slicing MFers open. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> didn't didn't really care. Uh, you know, someone who's even more brutal than Mark, who's you know been holding back because of his relationship with Stephen. It seems like you know instead mm-hmm. of punching that kid, he slapped him. Right? Yes, that was hilarious. Right. The so that was good. <laughs> so yeah, let, let's let's throw it back. So Keith, you started talking about it. Third personality, man. What you got? Yep. Uh, what do I got? Is there's a third personality? That's that's all there is. It was great. It's somebody who's very brutal. I, I don't know if they're going to go the comic route. If they're going to do something different. We don't know. Interesting. Interesting. No, I thought you'd... There, there is a specific third personality that I think is in the comics. There be, is. Yeah. What, there is. You, you know his name. Come on. You could say it. No, no, no. I, I, I think you should go. Go ahead. Go. Who, who do you think, George? Testing you. Come on. What do you think? Come on. We all know it. Gila, we oh, know we it. all know it. Can I, in my head like I do. I can don't. I say it? Oh, so there, there's it's another Thanos. third major personality that, uh, why well, not Mark Spector? But I guess this character has called Jake Lockley. 
Uh, and that's and uh, that's who Jake. everyone is anticipating. Yeah, uh, Jake. Jake. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah, Never heard his name before. Um. I, so I was gonna say uh, I was gonna say OJ, but you know, oh, can't Jesus, say that. Dude. Come on, man. Yeah. Don't make me Come edit on. this out of the pod. You can't keep oh, making you OJ can't references. Edit this, out. this is comedy you can't gold. Keep making OJ comedy references, gold. dude. Can't... Oh, chef's kiss. So Jake, Jake in the comics uh, is from New York. He drives a taxi. Uh, there's yes, different iterations of him, just like the other ones. Um, but there are certain iterations of the comic where he is like the unhinged one. The, and I think that's what they're going for because he apparently yeah. has no hesitation when it comes to just like literally killing these people in the most brutal way possible. So we've got kind of these three stages. We've got Stephen, who is basically 100% against violence. Mark, who uses violence as a means to an end. And then Jake, potentially, who's just being violent just to be violent, right? Like we saw Arthur mm-hmm. Harrow at the end said, you know, my biggest sin is like I enjoyed, you know, perpetrating your justice or whatever mm-hmm. yep. paraphrasing that was. Yep. Um, so, yeah, look, it looks like we've got kind of three, three in one here. And, and in a couple of the scenes in the previous episodes, we did see that mirror had three sides to it, right? You had the, the middle, the left and the right. So it yep. could I be. I said that, yeah. Could mm-hmm. be there's, there's three there. There's not just and, and I think it would be really interesting to see both Mark and Steven go. Well, who the hell is this guy? Like, I mean, how cool would that be? And hopefully, yeah. he doesn't have some like super New York accent because I think that'll like cringe the hell out of me. It's some water. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I, I think cup it's of coffee. <laughs> I want a cup of him coffee. Have the most yeah. brutal Brooklyn accent you've ever no. seen mixed no, in no, with no, the British no. accent. Come on, oh, that's that that's method acting. It's just perfect. The exchange He's would be pretty sound like cool. Jay Z. <laughs> New York. Oh, yeah, he I mean, did, he hey, who knows? Jay Z. Maybe, maybe Oscar Isaac can pull it off because he's been phenomenal so far. Yeah, he's Oscar Isaac. I mean, come on. But hold on, any any input on that, Keola? So Keith yes. and I kind of talked about it. So I think there's definitely a third personality because the easy answer would be, well, Konshu took over, and maybe that's sure, it. Sure. I think I think it's going to be a third personality. Um, I thought back to it when we're finding out from Arthur Harrow, or he's implying that Mark killed Layla's dad. Right. Okay. Yes. And maybe Mark is being genuine and he's, he didn't, and he doesn't know what she's talking about or what he's talking about. And maybe it, it was this third personality that took over and was actually the person who, who took out, who took out her dad, which is interesting because you're starting to see Layla develop a relationship with steven yes i love that loved yeah. it so she sees him as an entirely different person and she's already made that connection and she keeps telling mark like mark so the same way she asked for the suit and we talked about we joked about discerning wives right and how wives always know the same way she's like <laughs> put on the suit get the suit go get, go get the suit she's telling mark like dude you're gonna f this up we need steven right now we don't need you because you're gonna yeah, screw exactly. this up when, right yeah and then at, in, at the map when they're looking at the star chart right she says the same thing which mm-hmm. is when he finally, when Mark finally, finally voluntarily gives up control, tag, mm-hmm. you're in, all right, whatever, is because she's saying, we really need Steven. Like, he knows this stuff. Yeah. And so she treats yep. them as different people. When they kneel down on the ground, she's looking at him like a different person. Is she going to be able to separate this Jake Lockley, if it is him, right? If he's the third personality who killed mm-hmm. her dad, is she going to be able to separate that? Oh, wait, that's what you're saying is Jake is the one who killed her? Yes. So oh, yes. that's the secret. He's the one who's saying that's the secret. Kills that's the secret. Mark's Layla's been hiding. Dad. And oh. then maybe Mark knows about it. Maybe he doesn't. But 
is I don't she think he be does. able to separate it, right? Like, oh, Jake is a third personality. It's not Mark. It's not Steven that actually killed my dad. It's this third dude that I don't but, like. So, but Harold makes it seem like like Mark knows what the secret is and just is unwilling to give it, it up. Though. He also doesn't get it though, right? Like Could he doesn't be. even know that there's a Steven persona involved in the he beginning didn't of originally. the first episode. Yeah. Yes. So maybe okay, he doesn't enough. know that yep. there's a third. He thinks that it's the same person, right? Got it. Because there's a lot more similarities, right? Oh, Mark man. can go ham, but this person just doesn't have the any morality, right? Yeah. Same ability, but he just doesn't hold back. So he thinks it's Mark. Maybe it's not Mark. Maybe it's this Jake guy. Yeah, wow. as long as you're not hey. wearing a But maybe Mark blames himself because he woke up and saw all the people dead and was like, this is why I'm unworthy of love, right? So there could be that mm-hmm. angle to it too. Oh, like man. He, he did it. Like he saw red and did it. He didn't realize it was, no, I didn't actually do this. It was this other part of me, this third right. personality. But, he, but maybe at that time, he didn't have Steven. He was only, he thought himself. And mm-hmm. therefore, that's why he's blaming himself. And that's what's eating him up inside because yep. he's the one that killed her dad. Oh, man, that'd be crazy. Man, there, there's so many weird dynamics here. Like all these that's connections. That's so awesome. That's yeah, it's so awesome. Layla is killing it. Um, yes, like, like you guys she said is amazing. in the beginning, she's adding so much to the show, and she's yeah. coming to this. When he hits her with the "Yeah, you never knew me," you just yeah. see the emotion. Like she well, really loves this person. He is struggling internally because he doesn't think he's, he's worth it. No, but like, I think he's he's too. really trying to distance himself from her because like mm-hmm. he doesn't want her to be the next avatar. Like he's like, yeah. dude, this is horrible. Good I point. do horrible things. I, I love you. I don't want that to be your fate. He this is mine. And he kind of think he's kind of just following, listening to that chicken. What, what, what did, what did Steven say? I'd stop listening to that chicken thing and do oh, it. Pigeon. Pigeon. pigeon, right? Yeah. He calls, calls him a, a pigeon. pigeon. And I think Mark right now thinks, oh, well, I would have been dead. Otherwise I have to do what Konshu says, not realizing. And I, again, I think all of this is going to come you know, together in episode five or six, where he realizes mm-hmm. like it's it just self-realization, right? Sure. I don't have to just do whatever Kanchu says. Like he needs me more than I need him. He needs me as an I avatar. Like that. I like right? that. And yeah. so he, he's going to come to a reconciliation between him and Steven. And there's going to be more, you know, Kumbaya and yeah. campfires uh, some, and maybe some bigger... s'mores. George, you can't have a campfire <laughs> without s'mores. S'mores are the Dude, if, if they start putting Kanchu into weird situations where he's just like chilling you know, hanging out with him, having a cookout, <laughs> you know, like, like Bucky and, uh, you'd crush uh, a, Mar- uh, a s'mores. The you'd absolutely crush a, uh, a s'mores guarantee. Country yeah. Wh- but where's it going to go, bro? He doesn't have a neck. He's a, he's a skeleton. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense, but he does have Semantics. a great stick for, for cooking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we roast two marshmallows at the same time, man. Like just double, mar- double s'mores. I don't know how I would feel say. about watching country try and eat something. I, I just, it wouldn't make sense to me. I, I just, like Pirates of the Caribbean when uh, yeah, pretty much right. Yeah, that, that's like exactly oh, what I was thinking of. Coming out of the that chest, it just, just be gross. Um, but also, the they don't exist here, right? So actually, that's one of the things that they pointed out yeah, in, in, in the, in the trial is that mm-hmm. they, um, all of these uh, gods exist in something called the Overvoid, right? Which I guess in mm-hmm. the comics is like this pocket dimension, another dimension, yeah, where they all hang out. It's, it's another dimension, yeah, yeah. So that's I what Doctor Strange is going to break. But he's, but at least country is really trying to help humanity by actively participating in it instead of just watching right with with his avatar which circles back to what we were talking about last week in terms of he's the asshole you know right konshu's absolutely Mm. an asshole god but he is trying what the best way he knows how to kind of take care of humanity 
he hasn't yep. abandoned them in his mind. He's like, no, dude, like we have to be more involved with this, everything that's happening. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe his, his means aren't the best, but like he's, mm-hmm. he's got the justification heart, right? He's, there. His intentions yeah. are good. Yeah. And actually that's, I kind of like how he's, he's deeply layered that like mm-hmm. you, you're not really sure how to think of him, but ultimately if he's trying to stop Amit, right. From killing millions of people, which is why Layla's yes. in this whole fight in the first place, then you're like, okay, at least we understand his motivation. Maybe he's mm-hmm. not a good guy, but he's not a bad guy. Yeah. Which, oh. so yeah, complicated cool. gods, man. Where's the MCU going with this stuff, man? It's crazy. Love it. I told crazy. you. Crazy. The MCU is going to go the supernatural route and it's just going to, it's just going to take off. Oh, dude, we already have, man. And by the way, I just recently rewatched um, WandaVision and we, we've been supernatural, dude. She's a witch. You know, we mm-hmm. got, yeah. uh, you know, spoilers. We got Agatha and stuff. So we've been a little supernatural more than I really oh. thought. Because we're gonna Agatha's get more supernatural. Oh yeah, no, I, I can't wait. You know, with the werewolf by night, you know, in every damn episode, Dracula's the, coming. The I mean, vampires, come on, everything. Dude, yeah, give, give me Blade. Shang Chi. Yeah, right? got into supernatural as well. Yeah. Is it Shenlong? How long? Uh, no, they, they call it the Great Protector. The, the yeah. dragon, you mean? Yeah, yeah, they call him yeah. the Great Protector. The Great Protector, but uh, what? Yeah, but he. Well, has, you mean Talo? Get, that was the. Talo, Talo was yeah, the town. Yeah. Um, they get powers from him. From the great protector, you know what I mean? Right. Which is so, also existing in another pocket dimension. You know, pocket I mean? dimension so, with gods giving powers to and you're seeing to mortals, right? To exactly it's just something else that Doctor Strange is gonna break, right? <laughs> he's just gonna break everything, he's just gonna ruin the whole thing, man. And they're gonna be like, Bro, bro, I, like, I really think he is. I I I, I think Luke Picard Strange... is gonna walk up to him and be like, How how could you? How could you make it so? Make it so. <laughs> Um, all right, so I, I think we, we've run a little long here. Let, let's finish this segment off. I do. I, I just want to hear your, your concluding thoughts, but but mostly I really just have one question, man. Um, it looks like Country's been imprisoned, right? Mm-hmm. He's in the stone. I'm wondering, are they? Does Mark, Stephen, whoever, do they still have powers? Probably not, because they don't have access no. to the god anymore. So then here here really is my question: What's Layla and Mark slash Stephen? What are they going to do? Like, what's the plan here? Like, they're mortals. Um, so I don't know who, who wants to start Kill or Keith, if you have any thoughts on that, because I really Kill think this go. go anywhere. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to go opposite from what George, he had this beautiful setup and I'm just going to tear it down. So you go first, Keith. I have a totally oh. contrarian theory. Oh, what? Yep. What? Oh, okay. I think they're going to go, uh, they're going to go all, um, go all in and they're going to use Mark Spector's, uh, mercenary skills, try to break, uh, Okanchu out. So you think they're going to do that first? They're not going to try and stop Amit from being released. They're going to go after – they need Kone There's no way that they can stop Amit from being released without the Moon Knight powers because he's just going to get – Okay, I like that. I like that. No matter how much of a badass this dude is, you cannot stop a god in powers without (laughs) god in powers. God in – yeah. Come on. Makes sense. No, 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 I I totally agree, and I I really do think that maybe the next episode, that's where we go, right? It's Layla and Mark Spector trying to break into the Pyramid of Giza to get yep. to get Konchu out. But I think that's half the episode. I think the other half the episode is going to go back to Layla and her father. I think we're going to see that. Every time you say there's a flashback, there's no flashback, Keith. Every time. Even one. <laughs> there's going to be a damn flashback at some point. I'm going to see some there Indiana Jones yeah. shit. Not episode four. Somewhere. Steak you don't think Not so? episode four. No, nah, five steak or six, dinner? bro. Five or six. Five oh my or six. God, we are, we're going to have a lot of steak dinners when we guys all meet again. <laughs> no, you are going to give us a lot of steak dinners because your, your takes are trash. You trash, Keith. Trash. <laughs> Kill right. Hey, they're they're colorful. They're colorful. So Keith, <laughs> you, you're right. They can't beat a god, right? Because they're, they're they're mortals. So, but where does Arthur Her- 
Arthur Harrow get his character his uh, powers from? Ooh, the little sticky thing. Amit. Amit. Ooh. And where is Amit? In the imprisoned. Oh, hey. so even though Amit's hey. in prison, still giving powers. Even though Amit is in prison, uh, he can okay, still, so they still have into power. a portion of the right because he says that in episode one, I don't have her full powers. I have this is just, just a, a taste. This is just a yeah, taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no, he says it in this episode too. Mm-hmm. To Anton, he says it to Anton. You're absolutely I right. Think absolutely right. He's, oh. It's going to start how you mentioned Keith. He, he, they're going to go 007 trying to sneak around, and I, yeah, I think Mission they're going to go for freeing uh, Konshu first, and then he's going to tap into the powers. Something's going to happen. He gets shot or something, and then the suit's going to come out because he uh, can still tap into a portion of the powers, and maybe it'll be I like that. not the Moon Knight character or Mister Knight. It'll be something else. He'll Colonel like Sanders. Beard. The Colonel Sanders. <laughs> the full beard. Psycho Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Love it. Man. But that's my take. I think he's going to realize that he actually still can tap into the powers. I think, I think George, I think you should pull off that outfit for a Halloween this year. Oh, Do the Mr. Knight. <laughs> Only thing is the functionality of it, though. Like, you'd have to cut a hole in the mouth to, like, yeah, from the, yeah, yeah. the entire night. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that, you know, the rest of the, the costume is dual with the mask, man. Yeah. I, I don't know how you do the mask. And it looks so damn good. You know, it looks it's, so, so when, clean. When you, I, I remember staring at it uh, between the swap and the fight. Moon Knight swaps the Mr. Knight swaps back to Moon Knight. But when he swaps to Moon Knight, or, sorry, Mr. Knight, like the fabric looked like it, it's glowing. It's like some mm-hmm. kind of almost like ethereal material. And it, it's just Loved like, it. you're like, dude, you can't. You can't replicate that. All the cosplayers are going to look like trash, dude. Yes. Like, exactly. I can't I can't wait till Halloween this year and just to see all these, like, you know, posers be like, oh, my God, dude, this looks so bad. And that's, you know, a testament to what they're able to pull off in this show is mm-hmm. that these are comic accurate costumes. And we're not thinking twice about how badass these guys look, even if Mr. Yep. Knight's a little, you know, gimmicky. But Gone are the uh, days thank you, Keith. X-Men, Appreciate man. it. Gone huh? are the days of X-Men not wearing the, you know, wearing the black suits as opposed to their. Oh, we going old Comic school. Book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh. we going exactly how they looked. Although, to be fair, Moon Knight came out in like what seventies, you know, eighties. Yeah. So it's a little more recent than some of the X Men stuff. I think. Oh, even Hawkeye though. Hawkeye in uh, oh the in purple show. Yeah, he had the purple suit. Man, I well, loved it. I think it's funny I'm that Marvel's like again. Marvel's saying, okay, uh, you know what? These old X Men things are not going to work. So in X Men, the first movie, everyone's wearing like black leather, mm-hmm. you know. And then in the more recent stuff, they're like, wait, hold up, people are eating this shit up. This guy looks ridiculous and yep. no one cares. Hell yeah, we're just gonna comic accurate all the way through. Let's all the that's way down. I'm hoping. Let's go down I'm the road. I'm yep. gonna use it again. Down. As soon as Daniel Radcliffe becomes Wolverine, we're gonna see the yellow suit. We, Come he, on, say every it again. pod, stop bringing <laughs> up Daniel pod. Radcliffe as Wolverine. You can't will it into existence, bro. It's not happening. It's not Ryan happening. Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Stop Reynolds saying fetch. Be, uh, fetch is not happening. Fetch. You know what? Sandra Bullock has my back and she mentioned it. So I'm going to keep the fucking train going. Choo choo. Here we go. Sandra Bullock. How are you talking about? She was just in a, uh, they, uh, I guess they're in a new movie together and she was on some press junket and she's like, and she said, you know what? I think Dana Radcliffe should be Wolverine in the MCU. Make this fucking happen. I was like, oh, God, God dang it. It's me and okay. her. Keith. Hey, Keith. It's the world. Keith, your mom happen. makes the train. Keep on going. I know she does. Sorry, oh Mrs. Gosh. Weber. <laughs> I love you. Okay, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't videos, want to hear any more. I don't want to hear any more about Keith's mom or Sandra Bullock. I, okay, we're done. Right, we're not we're, done. Okay, it, it will no, no, live no, no, no. again. Episode we're, six or whatever we're on. It no, will we're, live we're, again. We're done. Shut up, Keith. Shut up. All right, Keola, write us off here, man. What's your What's your it Moon Knight joke of the again. week? What did Buzz? What is Buzz Aldridge? Tell people 
Buzz oh, I, okay, I gotta start again. All right, wait, reset, 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 <laughs> reset, reset. Oh, reset, reset. I gotta look his name. Yeah. I gotta read it because I can't say his name. What does Buzz say when he meets people? You know who I'm talking about, Buzz. Toy Story. Neil before me. <laughs> uh, that's not bad. Okay, I like that uh, one. That's good. That's like your that best one. one. That that's great. A. I agree. I, so far, a. that that's been the best one. All right. The, the best moon moon joke we've gotten so far. Hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break here, and we'll be back in a little bit with our NBA playoff previews. Stick around. There we go. So welcome back, everyone, to the Under the Mango Leaves podcast. Uh, we're moving on to our next and final segment. It's going to be a brand new one for us. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to be doing the NBA playoff uh, preview. Uh, so right Ooh. now, we're, we're into the playoffs. Uh, we have the, the play-in tournament. So the, the winner of these two games today, uh, April 15th, uh, are going to be getting into the playoffs. The first game we got is the Hawks Cavaliers. Uh, and then later yes, on yes. today, it's going to be the Pelicans Clippers, right? So once again, this is, you know, recording on April 15th. Not sure when people will be listening. Scavs. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I think... What we're going to do is we're going to throw it off to Kill. He said he had an interesting idea here uh, when it came to the, our, our serious NBA playoff preview. Uh, so, Kill, man, what you got for us? Well, so, first of all, the, the first round of the play-in games were excellent, right? You saw the Cavs and the Nets game. That was, that was amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And you, you watch everywhere on sports media. You listen to podcasts for serious breakdowns of how, who's going to win, who's going to win the title, and everyone's always wrong. Right? That's the thing you learn about sports talk radio or sports talk anything is that as much as everyone tries to make like they're an expert, nobody you know shit. And it's not that serious. And I think we take sports too seriously. Hmm. So instead of giving our in-depth analysis of which team is going to be uh, standing at the end with the title, holding up the trophy, I thought that it would be better if we went with mascots. Oh, so we have the Hawks and the Cavs. You mentioned George today so let's break it down who would win hawks or a cavalier man a mano y mano or mano y pharaoh whatever showdown it's a great Your question thoughts, killer. great question well, killer. great question uh i'd like to start with has everyone seen the birds by alfred hitchcock <laughs> yes <laughs> terrifying oh, okay terrifying. because i because i haven't but i've heard the birds win <laughs> Well, a as a point. person from Ohio, you don't know how ghetto and how trashy this Cavalier really is. So, ah, ah that's a fair excellent. point. So it's not just any Cavalier; it's, it's a Cavalier a Cleveland. from Cleveland. Ah, yes. So as an Ohio you... native, mm-hmm. we gouge mm-hmm. the eyes, we go for the testicles, we pull in the nipples, we do it all. But Hawks have none of those things. So, how does the Ooh. this dirty Cavalier? Well, okay, hold on. Let, let me analyze this really quickly. So, if, if I'm hearing correctly from from Keith. <laughs> Uh, I'm picturing a homeless person in Cleveland, uh, so that's my cavalier. And then a hawk, I think, is pretty easy to imagine. It's you know a bird of prey, uh, a specifically gnarly bird of prey. Did you say a homeless a, person? I have a high success. I don't know anything about Cleveland, Keith. This is my segment. Give me a second here, okay? Uh, but what I think is, if we had a sandwich on the ground and who could get it first, I'm going with the hawk. I think he could charge down. I think he could grab it. I, I think the homeless man... He might even be asleep. I, I don't know. Um, so 
I don't think the Cav would get it in that case. I'm, I'm going with the Hawks. Mm. I think You're the homeless pivot. man would be drunk because he's from Ohio and he's sad about the state he lives in. So, yeah, I'm going, <laughs> with, going the with the Hawks. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first, folks. Hawks over the Cavs. All right. So, uh, in the second matchup tonight, you have the Pelicans and the Clippers. Oh, come on. What you got for me, Keith? Who would win I got in the that Pelicans. showdown? That's a big-ass bird right there. That's a big-ass bird with a big-ass mouth. Pelicans. All right. Big-ass bird takes over, overcomes and takes over and uh, defeats yeah, the Clippers. And no what you Zion. got, George? And no Zion. So, yeah. Well, let's, let's calm down. Let's take a second here. Um, that was a very quick conclusion there, Keith. So let's, let's think about it a little bit. So when I think of clips, I think of uh, when women put those kind of jaw-like hair clips into their hair, and those things hurt. Um, the string is quite mm-hmm. quite strong. Uh, and it keeps the hair up. And so, okay, so we've got the clips on, on that side. And then on the other side, I'm not really that familiar with Pelicans. Um, I saw them in Finding Nemo. They helped out. So I think they're kind of the good guys. Uh, big mouths. So if we're going a big mouth bird uh, versus a, a woman's hair product, um, yeah, I know I might have to agree. I'd probably go with the Pelicans. All right. Because uh, so they yes. could just eat one. They could just eat one because they eat plastic all the time. So that makes mm-hmm. sense. So we got Keith with the Pelicans. We got George with the Pelicans. See, you, you said hair clipper. Uh, mm-hmm. I see a, a, a pair of scissors. And the clipper uh, just ooh. cutting the shit out of the Pelicans' mouth. So I'm going to go with, uh, with clippers on that one. But two to one. So Pelicans over clippers. All right. So that brings us Excellent. to the four and five matchups. So in the Uh-oh. East. All right. This is a tough one. You have the 76ers. Actually, maybe I take it back. Pelicans are scary looking dudes, man. Like, they're scary as fuck. <laughs> Backtrack. Show that again, Keith. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Keith Wait. just showed me a picture. I, I, yeah, no, I Look take it back. It's Pelicans. like a big goddamn ass dinosaur. Look at that. It thing. is a dinosaur. Rawr. It's scary. His eyes are looking at me. All right, so we got the 76ers and the Raptors, George. Oh. I mean, I think this is pretty easy, but uh, you know, if you want to go nuanced take here, go ahead. So if if my knowledge is correct, the 76ers were part of the gold rush in San Francisco. Uh, in which case, uh, we're talking about a lot of really desperate men, a, a, a huge amount of them in the 1800s. Uh, th- the Raptors, you know, contrary to popular belief, are quite small. Uh, if you look at the you know, historical record, uh, what we were okay. shown in Jurassic Park was incorrect. Uh, they aren't like six or seven feet tall. They're like three feet tall. Granted, they work in flocks, you know, so that could be dangerous. But, pack, you know, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure some desperate... Uh, poor men in the 1800s could take out uh, a flock of lizard birds, uh, you know, from the Cretaceous period. So Make sure you mix up the uh, 49ers and the 76ers. Take. But, uh, no, I, yeah, I know yeah, my history. It's, it's definitely the 76ers. <laughs> look it up. Go look it up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, I, I, I can Google. Okay, well, I can I'm going gonna, gonna to go with the Raptors. The Raptors all the way. Come on. Have you seen Jurassic Park? Look what they did to Samuel L. Jackson. See, I think they that's ripped a his good damn point. hand off. They ripped his arm off. It's, it's scientifically inaccurate, Keith. I just told you this. Do your research. Um, Google. Jurassic your research. Park is all the research I need. That's that's all. It, blue is the man. Come on. It was live footage from the Jurassic era, George. Come on. It was so I think it, yeah. that's a good point, right? It depends on which Raptors show up. Okay, so that's good. Great NBA analysis. It depends on which Raptors show up. The Spielberg Raptors would absolutely destroy the 76ers. Yes. The historically accurate Raptors, Probably no chance. Not. No chance. All right, so we got a mixed bag. We got the Mavericks and the Jazz. On the, on the in the West, four and five. Who do you got, Keith? Ooh. What is it? I got the jazz. I got the jazz. That Why sexy that? jazz music, because that's gonna put that Maverick to sleep, and he's gonna smack the shit out of it. 
that slow jazzy tune. And All right, so we like got this. he's taking the jazz. <laughs> God damn it! And then right, he's like, "Yeah, you go to sleep." What is a maverick? And you can't say Mel Gibson because you said that we can't talk about him on the show. <laughs> Wait, are you mixing Mel Gibson up with Tom Cruise? No, Maverick. Do you remember the card uh, movie that he did in the 90s when he was uh, a card guy? I thought you were mixing uh, up Top too- Gun. Yeah, nice. Oh, I cannot go. mix up Top Gun. Come on. That, that is like <laughs> death. That's, oh, no. Come on, Iceman. What do, you, what do you know? Is that not a Maverick? Is, is that not Tom Cruise from Top Gun? All right, so we got Tom Cruise versus the Jazz. All right. Who you got, George? Scientology versus... Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, so, so Scientology versus jazz music. Um, what would prevail ultimately? Gosh, I, I think I would have to go with Scientology. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a powerful movement, as, as jazz is, actually, so it's an interesting clash. Um, but I would say that uh, given the cult following that Scientology has and uh, how we're kind of moving more towards fascism, um, you know, I, I think jazz might not have the upper hand there. Uh, I think it's something we'll all enjoy, but all of us are going to be praying to, you know, Tom Cruise and, and Katie Holmes, you know, in the next couple of years. So it I makes sense. I can listen to jazz music, but I know who I'm praying to. So it's a two Americas argument, I feel like. Well, I'm praying to you. All right. So staying in the West, you got the three and the set, uh, three and the six Warriors and Nuggets. Oh. Who you got there, George? Oh, man, that's an easy one. The Nuggets, obviously. Uh, Warriors are from San Francisco. They're terrible. I, I can't stand that team. Um, hey, girl. What even, what even, you know, a Golden State Warrior doesn't exist. Uh, California was uninhabited until relatively recently. So I would have to go with the Denver Nuggets who've been there for generations. All right. So rock beats uh, fictional imaginary, imaginary thing. All right. Go ahead, Keith. Yeah. I have to agree. Yeah, Denver. Uh, no one giving the Warriors a shot. You heard it here first. Steph Curry out in the first round. All right, so in the in the East we have Bucks and Bulls. Keith, Ooh. this ah. one's a tough one. Man, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. They got those big ass antlers and just gouging shit. So Bucks and Giannis and I can't say his name. That guy. Oh, dude, amazing. <laughs> go ahead, go George. What you got? How do you say Why? it, George? George, An- go ahead. Ange de Kumpo. It's not that hard to Ange say. Kumpo. There you okay. Go. Well, I've been drinking wine. You've been drinking champagne. Maybe, you know, there's a difference there when it comes to slurring. Um, bucks, bucks, bulls. Uh, so the animal, um, I'd probably go with the bull. Uh, I think uh, they're a lot angrier. And I think when they, they're charging forward, you know, the, the antlers don't really fall off on a bull, do they? On a buck, they do. On a buck, they do in the, uh, in the wintertime, you know, breeding season. That's um, it is. It is, Keith. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so, I but live in I, now. I, I, I would know have that. to give it to the bull, but except if you're talking about the Bucks when it comes to cash, because I think cash is king, in which case I'd have to go with the Bucks over the Bulls. So I'd say for me, it's a tie. That's a tie. Ah, so it's going to be a tie series at the end of it. First tie in NBA playoff <laughs> history. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> oh, George, you nailed that one. They're going to go into game seven, tied 3 3, and we'll finish the game tied, and both will advance in the playoffs. It couldn't happen any other way, Kill. That's what we're that's what we're heading into. Um, all In right, a perfect so world we got, that will happen. We figured out who's going to be the seven seed. You got the Celtics and the Nets. Oh come on! Go ahead, George. What you got for me? 
Oh, I'd go with religious zealots over ways to catch fish any day. <laughs> uh, I mean, have you guys ever met a Celtic? Uh, I haven't, but I'm, I'm picturing angry white people, you know, in Northern yes. England. Looking so, like uh, leprechauns. Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Nets are very useful. Uh, tons of applications. Uh, mm-hmm. I specifically thought of catching fish because that's the last time I used a net was to go fishing. Um, but I, I would not take it away from uh, those people in the north. That's my take. <laughs> All right, Keith, what you got? Man, George, I don't know. <laughs> I ever guessed about that comment, but uh, I have to agree. I, I have lived in Europe for, uh, for a number of years, stationed there, and I have met a lot of Celtic people, and they're, yeah, they're angry. Especially when they get uh, some of that liquid courage into them. So, yeah. I think they can definitely take a, a net or two. Ah. So, yep. So, I say uh, Celtics. Easily. Right. I say in a blowout, 35 point plus. Wow. I will, in all, I will in all 10 everything. games, kill In all 10 games. In all 10 games. All right. There we go. <laughs> you got your betting odds right there. All right. So, in the West, we got Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. This one's Ooh. a tough one. That's Game of Thrones shit right there. Mm-hmm. This is this is a tough one. I think this is the toughest matchup in the in the first round. How so many? What do you so, got? but but how many Grizzlies and how many Timberwolves? Is it even? That's a good question. Let's say, Ooh. let's say two Grizzlies because we have to go plural, right? We have to respect the English language. Yeah. And then let's go with ten Wolves, so five per Grizzly. I got I got the Grizzlies. That's a that's a fucking unit. That's a tank. That's just that's just muscle and just power. I mean, that's like what you're seeing right here on camera, guys. Just muscle and power right here. <laughs> same amount of hair too. All right, what you got? Oh Jeff? yeah, same amount of hair right here. <laughs> uh, you know, so th- this is a tough one in terms of, of sheer power. I'm I'm gonna have to go with a different metric uh, because I think it's a draw when it comes to uh, just pure fighting prowess. I'm gonna have to go which one's more delicious. And I, I personally had bear. I, I haven't had dog. Wait, I thought you would lived in Asia. You, you've definitely. Oh no, that was cat. I'm sorry, that was cat. Go uh, no, go ahead. No, that was actually it's horse. So I, you know, no one eats cats. At least I, as I've far as horse. I know, I've had horse. Um, but I, I would, I would have to say that the the grizzlies in particular, have, <laughs> uh, very a very. Um, dense meat uh it's really great for uh, camping trips for uh for food rations if you're in the military um so in terms of what what would be better to survive off of uh, i mean there's no question it would absolutely be grizzly bear meat especially after they eat all the berries right then it's like sweeter meat you know tasting like blueberries i hear you on that uh, i could it's you, you oh, the, yeah the, the best time uh to eat a grizzly bear. <laughs> When did you become a grizzly eating expert there, uh, Mr. California? LA? Uh, excuse you, Keith. The best time to eat- <laughs> You can't even say it with a straight fucking face. He's pissing himself right here. <laughs> All right, come on, come on Survivor George, is this man. Serious? Tell me. Let's take this serious. Is right the before they service. hibernate in the winter and they're full of blueberries. Oh. And actually, I'm taking that from uh, a YouTube show called Meat Eater that actually isn't bullshit. The guy literally hunted a grizzly yes. bear no, who had on a, Netflix. Meaty yeah, it's Netflix. on, it's on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's actually some serious. Yes, shit. like I love that. Actually, I'm not sure it was a grizzly. It could have been a brown or like a black. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right. George doesn't know what type of bear it is. It could be Winnie the Pooh, for all he knows. Oh, okay. All right. And then most importantly, we got the one and the eight seed. Let's take this serious, guys. Uh, <laughs> we don't know who's they're playing tonight. We don't know who it's going to be. So I thought I'd mix it up. All right. So the, the number one seed in the East is the Heat. Oh. And in the East, you have the Hawks and Cavs duking it out today. So let's team them up together. So you got the Heat versus the Hawks and Cavs. So we got the homeless oh. Ohioan and also the uh, the scary birds. Um, so Kale, I want to just say that's that's an easy that's an easy answer because yes. global warming is going to smoke both the homeless and the bird population. <laughs> uh, heat heat always wins. I, there, there's there's no question. I've, you've yes. seen recently uh, what what the heat's done to to sparrows and, and ravens in the desert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, True. And you've so, seen what um, um, Elon Musk can do with a blowtorch. Just so, all right. I heat. would say heat. You got heat, heat. as well. As a heat, heat fan, uh, you know I'm very excited about that. Both, all three of us taking the heat over the Hawks, a team of the Hawks and the homeless Cavaliers. Uh, and wow. then finally, not to be forgotten, on the West, you have in the West, not on the West. I guess they are on the West Coast, but they're in the West Conference. Um, you got the Suns taking on a team-up of the Clippers oh. and the Pelicans. Who you got, George? All right, so let's picture the center of our solar system uh, versus some scissors. And what was the other one, Kill? Uh, Pelicans versus the Suns. Oh, no, but Pelicans, Clippers. Pelicans Suns, and Clippers right? as a team, yes. Yeah. Transformers uh, team-up style. I wish I, I wish I could find a means of the, uh, the Clippers... And what was the team kill? The Pelicans. <laughs> so Pelicans wielding scissors is horrifying, uh, but one uh, one solar flare and they're done for. So I can't yes. I can't see uh, them going uh, much farther flare. than the than where, where they are currently. So the old um, Dragon Balls yep. move. But I would like yep. I would like that combination. I would like the the Pelican clips the mascot, right? As a, mm-hmm. as a bird holding, you know, two, running with scissors. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Oh, flying with scissors. Screw it. Flying with scissors. Yes, that yeah. would be terrifying. That's dangerous. Still lose to the sun. I mean, Still lose to the sun. Still. All right. Uh, what you got, Keith? Man, keeping up with the Egyptian mythology, I got Ra, the sun god, easily defeating a pair of scissors and some birds with big-ass bills. So, <laughs> see. What you guys forget in your analysis, you guys overlook this, is that multiple suns, the gravitational force from each of the suns would just end up imploding internally. So I have Ooh. the suns imploding internally and uh, the Ooh. Clippers and the, and the Pelicans coming out on top. Okay, Neil deGrasse Tyson here, folks. Look at this. I'm just saying uh, you missed that in your analyses. Is that the plural of Ooh. analysis? Your analyses? It is. It is, actually. It is. Yeah. Your analyses. Mm-hmm. Good well, job. You're the man in charge. All right, and we'll, we'll make sure that we, have, we continue this kind of breakdown of the playoffs uh, in the next round. You know, as the teams advance and, uh, you know, hard-hitting journalism here. Can we do this for the NFL season two for the mascots? I think this would be great. Oh, that would be even better. Oh, come on. Right. I'll do this all day, any day, man. The Broncos and the Chiefs. The Cleveland Brownie. The the little leprechaun (laughs) brownie that we have. How about about we just extend this to every single league in the world? Like, let's just review cricket. I don't know what the team mascots are, but we could do it. Yeah, there hockey, we go. None of us watch hockey. We can do it. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A hockey playoffs coming up next, too. So, yeah, perfect. Let's uh, do it. Easy. Easy peasy. Well, that that was our NBA playoff preview, courtesy of uh, Keola. Thank you very much there for the uh, insightful Da-na-na. analysis. Da-na-na. Da-na-na. Uh, Wait, so, that's copyright. We can't use that. Hold up. <laughs> we absolutely can. Uh, well, in short clips. In short clips. Um, but I think that, that does it for uh, today's pod, man. Keola, play us off, buddy. With that, thank you for watching. George, he could be a variant. He could. He could be a variant. If he shows up in a variant, <laughs> I'm going to spoil the whole fucking movie for you. And be like, George, he showed up as a goddamn variant. I was right. You damn well better not. If I if I don't discover Daniel Radcliffe being Wolverine on my own, I'm be so pissed at you, bro. Oh, <laughs> so I have never spoiled. A, I have never spoiled a Marvel movie in time we've been friends. I will never exactly. So if you do it, friendship ended. No, hundred percent.